first for me is, or the purpose of, or the center of all I'm trying to say today is this. I am not so focused on what God is not. Not because I don't know what is not, but why do I want to waste time trying to understand who is not when there's so much about who he is that I'm yet to grasp? My journey as a Christian, your journey, our journeys as Christians is to know the Lord. Paul speaking, he says that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, in this case, Christ. So, whatever we are also saying, that's not from me, media. Um, whatever I am learning, whatever I'm trying to comprehend, whatever I'm trying to understand, I come from that angle of understanding that indeed, God is so big, God is so marvelous that even if I spend all of my days, if I add the years of everybody, let's say everybody in this church lives to 100 years, um, by 100 times, maybe 20 people in church, that's about 2,000 years, which is almost three to five civilizations wrapped into one. It's still not enough to understand God in his entirety. No man, no being, no creature can ever lay claim to the fact that I took my time to study God and I fully understand him. No. Why? He's multifaceted. He is, he is, it cannot be put in a context. It cannot be put in a box. He is God. For example, this morning we're in a very lovely environment. There's ambience, right? And we're saying his presence is real to us, right? Do you know that somewhere in Afghanistan, someone is saying God is God this morning? In Afghanistan, that they're fighting, or that they're running. So people are somewhere there. I'm sure that the auditorium they are using, if they are using one, does not have AC. The same God that I think I know by love, that he loves me, is the same God they also know that loves them. But the question is, if we just oppose each other, if I go to Afghanistan and I'm there and they are here, would I still say that God loves me? But the true God loves. He loves unrepentance. He never repents. He never changes. Pastor Inka has done a good job of establishing that again and again. The consistency in the love of God. If you do not know anything about your Christian faith, always be reminded you are too loved to be thrown away. You are too, too loved. Let nobody tell you otherwise. You have the permission. If one day someone stands on this podium and says, you have gotten to that point where God's love has finished for you, you have the right to stand up and leave the auditorium. You have full rights. You don't need to wait for grace. That is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not sister grace. You have every right to walk out and never return. Why? Because even me, that is pastor, I never chop the love of God finish. So he loves you. He's unrepentant about his love. So the question that has been raging in my heart is this. If God truly loves us, if God is so caring, why is it that it left us in a world of chaos? There's um, this man, Stephen Fry, 
How many of you know Stephen Fry? Okay, he's a comedian, he's British. He's at, at one point, he was most popular in the world as the world's number one openly gay. He's very successful. So, Stephen Fry, there's this popular video of his where he was being asked about God. Uh, his opinion, because he's an atheist, he doesn't believe in God. So, uh, he was giving an interview, I think on BBC, and he was asked about God. And he said, how can he love a God who, gives, who brings people into this world to die in impoverished nations? How, where is God when people are going through battles they knew nothing about? Where was God when a bomb blew up and blew up people that were going about their normal day? Where was God? Where this? Where was... And that's... If you see that clip, it will, it will shake you if you're not careful because he's raising valid points. Where is God? Where is God in Joss? Where is God? He they sleep. He no see. He sees. But he says he loves us. Why is he not showing up in Joss? Why is he not showing up in on Lagos about the express where people where people are being kidnapped? Where is he? Funny enough, some of those people are even coming from doing God's work. So where is he? But, he, but, but Pastor, you guys say he loves us. Where in day? Why? Have you ever asked those kind of questions in your hearts before? By show of hands, can has anybody ever had those thoughts? Maybe because of what you are personally going through. I've not eaten. I don't have a job. I have applied. I have photocopied my CV. I have adjusted it. I've even started lying in the, the realms of lies. Because I said I graduated in 2012. But my work experience is showing that I started work 2005. It is not, the CV is not hard up again. Because they say if you are too old, they will take you. So you are adjusted the age. You've adjusted, adjusted. Like my mom, um, she's a retired teacher. And she was sharing an experience of one of her colleagues. And she, say, she says the, the woman um, claims to have a master's. And um, she was doing a second master's. And what have you. She, that's what she claims on her CV. On, on her files. But um, her age. She was reducing her age so that she won't get retired. So at the point, my mom had a mental note. Um, note that the woman in question was around 57 because 60 the government tells you to go either you just joined at 58 or not or 59 once you're 60 you go out of but i think it's been adjusted now to 65 i'm not so sure any which is so my mom this woman be 57 the other time but that was like two years ago but now she's 55. <laughs> and she calls the woman and says come this is your documentation you get us a bill so my mom sat down to look at the documents, and the woman, my mom asked her, but wait, you say you wrote um, my, um, your first, you know they didn't call it SSE in, in the 60s or 70s, YEC, equivalent of YEC, at this time. She said, yes, now then I finished school. But by, if you are 55 now, that means that at that time you were finishing secondary school, you were nine. Say yes, education then was fast. Ah, ah. <laughs> which, which remote control <laughs> but people are there because everybody is just trying to just get ahead 
Because the truth is that times, the Bible describes them as perilous times. And indeed, the times are perilous. True or false? I do not, this year I've had my faith shake, my belief in God shaken. January 4th, I lost someone. 4th of January, 4th of January, in a ghastly motor accident. Funny enough, as where um, as praise and worship was going on, that whole, I don't know for whatever, it just overwhelmed me again. I, that whole scene just came over my mind. That was how I started 2021. Between the first few weeks of this year, I've queried my younger brother. He's even on suspension right now. My only younger brother. I had to send him a message as of January 1st and say, please block me. Block me on all platforms because I have blocked you. I love you, the love of God, but stay far. Is it breaking my heart? Yes. But I just know at this time, I need to take a step back. This year. So I've not spoken to him this year. I've not heard from him this year. And I won't lie to you. Let me be honest. My, my wife knows, my mom knows that it's breaking my heart. But it's a decision I made, and I thought it out. And I said, at this time, I don't hate you but stay far. So, that's this year. So, I know in diverse ways, because I speak to a couple of people here, and I can attest to the fact that life is trying. Life is challenging. So, in the midst of all that, how do I say God is good? How do I say God loves me? How? But there's no way to put it. He does. Where does the problem now come from? Is it me that is at fault? You know the human system is such that we must always find someone to blame for every situation. We only find peace when we blame someone or we blame something. So if we cannot explain something, we would explain it by giving it a fault. But sometimes the dynamics of life is not about who was wrong or who was right. Life happens, even to the best of men. Life happens. Life happens. So when was God when life decided to happen to me? You can be a very careful driver. And another driver is reckless. The reason why some people got involved in accidents was because they were a careful driver. Because they were not driving too fast. So when the other guy came to clear them, if they were driving faster, they might have avoided it. So even if you play life by all its rules, life still happens. So where is God? Where Baba God? But the truth is this. God made the earth and put man in charge. He gave you and I dominion over this realm. True or false? He gave you and I explicit absolute dominion over this realm. That as we decree, it becomes. The beginning for God was I made the earth. I put a guy in there. His name is Adam. Adam, run the affairs of this place. Whatever you call it, so will it be. Whatever you declare, so it becomes. And Adam began that journey. 
But one day, God looked at Adam. I don't know what God saw. I was not there. Nobody in my lineage was there. I said, Adam. And God looked at Adam and said, uh, it is not good for this guy to be alone. I do not know if Adam decided to toast an elephant. I do not know maybe Adam was falling in love with a lion. I don't know what happened. But whatever it was, God said, this guy being alone for too long is not so good. So let me add to that pack, to the package for him. A partner, a co-laborer, a co-builder. And the journey begins. Fast forward to a few years afterwards, God looks at the man and the woman and says, come and be going. Leave this garden in our own too much. They have children. And children have children. And the earth keeps multiplying. But a guy comes on the scene. His name is Noah. And he goes through life. But life throws him some curveballs. Was it Noah's fault that angels left heaven to come and sleep with the daughters of men? No. He knew nothing about it. If they go and go. I mean, how they say? He day and day. I mean, Noah was on his own. But angels came, slept with the daughters of men. Man himself now said, the world, we are at liberty to do as we like. And God said, you know what? Error. This is software error. Programming error. We have to delete and reinstall. So Noah was blessed, but was blessed with the body. The burden, the blessing was you will survive. Others will die. But you will carry the burden of starting the world afresh. It's a burden. It was not a blessing. Though. You don't use 120 years to do something and you come and tell me it was <laughs> our, uh, you like me, that's why you give you work of 120 years. But that was Noah's fate. And it gets to a time when the scripture now describes that God said as long as this earth remains a seed a time a harvest will never cease God had relinquished dominion over this realm to the free will of man but through the Old Testament what God kept seeing was man struggling to even make any concrete decision to advance himself because man's best thoughts throughout the Old Testament always brought him to one conclusion self-destruct every time Noah comes out of the ark fast forward a few days bros don't drink don't I after that level of revival is it alcohol that is your next covenant well that was bros Noah so God looks at us, okay, so where is this perfect guy? Where can I find one? Do you know how many people God tried? From Genesis all the way to, what's the last book in the Old Testament? I can't remember, so I'm not for me. Eh? Say it, let me hear what I say. Old Testament, Revelation. Tall. 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 From Genesis all the way to the book of Malachi. 
Even Malachi himself was a prophet. He was being used. God was just repeatedly looking for people who could, who could really capture his thoughts towards humanity and reflect it. Some came and did a fairly good job. David. David came on the scene and did a great job. Daniel came. Abraham came. They did. But time so happens that even they, their frailties show. So, who was the true God? Is it the true God that told Abraham, give me your son? Is it the true God that because Moses struck a rock, decided to kill Moses, and said, you will not enter the land of promise? Yes, it was the true God. He was. Also, why was it that brutal? Because God found humanity at a time when he was trying to help them get it right. But everyone is sent to them. Humanity did a good job of frustrating them. So we end the Old Testament and we're coming to a New Testament where bros Jesus shows up on the scene. And God, through the Old Testament, kept building up to that reality that a time will have to come. He is coming, a wise counselor. The perfect one, that there will be no error in him. He will speak of a new covenant. He will speak of a deeper relationship. He will speak of things that only, nobody before him had understood. He would open curtains. He would usher into a new realm that humanity had never experienced. And Jesus comes. Now, Jesus coming on the scene, what does he do for humanity? Did he say to humanity that now in me all your sins are wiped away? Yes. Did he say to humanity that because I have come, you will suffer no shame, no pain anymore? No. The only thing God did for you and I freely, without any contribution from us, is our salvation. But you see, that's our salvation, that it might be sustained. It still takes the will of God, the help of God through the Spirit. But you have work to do. And what's that work? Believing. While we're praying, Pastor Inka kept saying, declare, declare, through every service, we're always saying, declare, declare. Do you know what we're trying to do? We're showing that we believe. We're reinforcing our beliefs. We're not changing heaven. When you declare that I'm a child of God, who is believing? You are God. You, God knows. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to tell him. So it's not him. They shout, God, I'm your child. I'm your child. I know. Do you know? It's not me you're telling. I know. Do you know? So God creates the earth, puts man in dominion, leaves man in charge. And makes it plainly obvious to us that, look, as long as this earth remains, laws will govern it. Principles will govern it. If you follow the laws of life without God, you might make some success. You can make some headway. And in the eyes of man, your success may even be outstanding. If you are not a dire church believer, can be as rich as Bill Gates. It's possible. 
Because I'm not sure Bill Gates, maybe if he went for burial service, he has been to a church in the last decade. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Or maybe he went for inauguration of a president. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. I, I'm not in his personal life. But the thing is, you can have good success on the earth. But you see, perfect success. God ties it back to himself. Why? Because you don't even know how to function outside of God. You think you know. Some of us are suffering from heartaches right now that were a result of the decisions we made. And when we're making those decisions, they were sound decisions, true or false. Okay, nobody wants to confess. <laughs> you are suffering from these pains right now that you, you remember. You know sometimes things happen to you and what is going through your mind is the day you made the decision that led to what cost you the pain. For example, a brother has broken your heart. It's not the day it broke your heart that is paining you. It's the day you said yes. You know, you'll be saying, well, wait till I think. And I saw the signs. I saw, I saw the, this guy was useless. But, ah, but shawama. Because the atmosphere was cool. I said, ah, yes, see now. So that's the day that is paining you. So unfortunately for any brother that comes forward after that day, and he also comes with shawarma, or even says, oh, I own a shawarma making company. Ah! <laughs> These are their forefathers. <laughs> you block, you can even grow up and say in your house, nobody will ever eat shawarma. Your children will not know the reason. They don't know that it's 30 years ago, Bobby's heart was broken over shawarma. But you see, that's the human nature because we think we've got it all figured out. And that's why we run into issues. Because you see, Joseph, no, sorry, Jacob. Jacob was the farmer now. Yeah. Bible story. We need to buy that yellow, my book of Bible story, and keep in church. It's helpful. So that we can, pastors can update their Bible history from time to time. Um, Jacob, the farmer, was turning over his master's flock. Very remarkable story. And the scripture tells us that it was not profiting. Profit was not coming in. It was a bit, that, that was what was supposed to pay his bills, but he wasn't making headway. But one day, he caught the revelation. And he practiced animal husbandry. He put, the scripture says, he was told, put this in front of the animal. The animal go look at you go get sports, the one we get sports, since the toxin are your own. And he carried out that technology. And guess what? He prospered. Okay? How do you put yourself in the position of Jacob? The day you had those thoughts appear to you, let's even say Angel. Angel came in human form, came to your house with performer document from heaven, saying, uh, DIY, do it yourself. Abia, is it DIY? DIY, do it yourself. This is the formula. You know there are these books. Um, dumb, um, something for dummies. <laughs> bring it. Agriculture for dummies. Take, proven and tested in heaven. See the heaven farm produce. Things are going. So practice it. If you were Jacob, and you've unfortunately gone to a Nigerian university where you learned agriculture, would that have made sense to you? Because it goes against the laws of life. How can you say I put something in front of animals, not even human being, animal? They go look at, they go enter their body. 
then they will birth. Just imagine Jacob trying to explain that to his other farmhands. No prior history, no prior knowledge, no prior experience. I'm going somewhere, very simple place. You see, on this earth, God has given and put man in dominion, in control. The scriptures even say, in this world, the sons of this world are wiser than the sons of God. Hallelujah. In the things of this earth. But what gets you and I ahead, what sorts us out, is our understanding of the true God. But many of us are running from pillar to post, looking for the solutions in the wrong place when the real answers are in God. We are not spending time to know who sent us, who made us. But we are pursuing what we want. Everybody here is clear of when they want to make their first one billion. True or false? Uh-huh. I sat down yesterday, and, I, and I, I was, my wife was by my right hand, and we were watching the TV, and I just said, ah, thanks for now, she'll be clocking my first one billion dollars. You know, when I said it out loud, I didn't say it in my heart, though. I said it loud. My wife doesn't, mm. what is, mm? is it your, is it your, because you know there are some things you see that just make you feel like ah, poverty is bad, it's not good. So I saw some things on the team, I said, ah, 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 this guy is no better past me now. After, approximately 10 years from now, I could get $1 billion. Well, you see, the funny thing is, that was not inspired by any Holy Spirit. God didn't tell me anything. But you know the funny thing? It can come true. Because those are the laws of humanity. That's the laws that govern this earth. But for me to really get the better part of this earth, I need to follow the one who created me in the first place. I need to find him out. I know that he loves me. But do I walk in that love that he has loved me with? Or do I feel I can do it myself? I being get them, I understand them. That's where our frustration comes. We do things on this earth and we're always afraid of. Or we try to dodge from something. And that's the concept called consequence. There's a law called the law of cause and effect. Humanity forgets again and again. But for every action, physics students, there's an opposite equal reaction. Is that not the first law of thermodynamics? Ah, you people help me now, help me. I was a physics student, but I jumped out of the class when I wanted to kill me. I went to business. <laughs> so, I'm serious. I was a science student, but when I was at university, I said, science, foul. I stay your way. I go my way. So, anyways, on this earth, Laws rule. Man rules. Man makes decisions and is so oblivious to the consequences. God sees eternity and guides you from the beginning. So there are moments when you feel so right with your choice. And God says, I have looked at this chess game. Is going to lead you to one dark end. 
don't take this decision. He said, no, 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 no. Now I go take. Now him I go take. That's where humanity's problem lies. Because we are so easy, fast to make decisions, to exercise that power of free will that God has given to us. There is no, nothing wrong with it. But we do not want to accept that concept of consequence. I told, was it Daniel I was telling? No. I was telling some people over the week, I said, look, if someone like me does yahoo yahoo, they can't catch me on time. <laughs> Emphasis on, on time. You know why? The reason why I don't feel for anyone that does crime and is caught. Why? You see, when you do crime, before I do yao yao, if I want to do yao yao, I would have decided the day they will catch me. The problem comes from people who want to do yao yao, commit fraud, and hope they will never be caught. That's where they have problem. But you see, the real people that are last in the crime, before they started, they had decided the day they were going to suffer. How they will suffer. So they've made up the mind that my type, no go. I have to steal enough so that I won't go to jail. Somebody will go to jail on my behalf. So they made that decision 10 years ago, before they even did the first yahoo yahoo, the first email before it went. They've made all those decisions. That's why you see that crime lords, maybe, or drug lords, for example, they are the most crazy people. They've made, they've, they've, they've made some decisions mentally that, you know what, all die and I die. So if I have to wipe away a whole village to sustain my own existence, I made that decision before I go into the crime. Those are the most dangerous people. But you see, the people that always, is the day they are buying the laptop. <laughs> As they want to put the password, that's where SARS used to. Them. <laughs> Those are the people that all they were thinking about is, I go buy Benz. I go drive G-Wagon. Ah, they go, yeah. Those are the ones they always catch easy. But see those ones that have thought about the consequences of their action. Those are the people that, as they are going into it, they tell their mother, you won't be seeing me for a while. Because they even change numbers. Because they've taken out time to plan the journey. Only God knows the end from the beginning. Only him. You can't. Some people that even do all those master planning, they're on their way to go and collect the first drop <laughs> that police will catch them for something else. They didn't wear seatbelts. <laughs> and, and the whole career, <laughs> it comes crashing down. But the one who has a perfect picture is God. So why are we not spending our time aligning with him to lead us. Why? Why are we so strong, headstrong, like we've got it figured out? You have nothing figured out. You have nothing figured out. Let nobody lie to you. Because it's not like you cannot have success. But you see, to bring you to an expected end without God, you don't even know the end. So how can you get to an expected end you don't even know? Like I said, one billion dollars 10 years from now is not a bad thing. Right? But who tells you that 10 years from now, the dollar will not be worse than Zimbabwean dollar? 
So one billion dollars can be 100,000 naira. Who knows? You can't say. You don't know. So you can have the one billion dollars and still be very poor. Because it's useless currency. But only he knows. Only God knows. So when I'm sitting down, God will just, ah, Momo, listen, nah. Angel, tell him. Tell, tell him, tell him. I know yet. He's changing channel. Okay, direct his remote to go to channel 252. Which station is that? Superbed. Daniel, how far? <laughs> Daniel, what's going on? <laughs> Even the director of DSV will say, let me ask. <laughs> but you provided the property. You are doing well. So, I'm going to say, let me use the TV. Let me use that film he's watching to talk to him. It still does not get to my God. Let them just be gisting around him. Let all those things broadcast, they do on WhatsApp. Send this to 2,000 people or let, in the next 12 hours or you die. Let me send, let them even send him one. Maybe you will read this one. To just help his brain. He no return. Even when he read it, he did not even get the message. Oh my God. But yet, again and again and again and again, never tiring, he still provides options. He still provides answers. He still provides direction. He's still bringing truth near you. That's the true God. Because I do not want to know about a God that cannot help me to exist and function on this earth. If God was all about me going to heaven, many people would not be interested. But the truth is, humanity has proven that those that followed him, he has never led astray. He has always sorted them out. Someone said, if God tells him today, a pastor actually, if God tells him today, uh, uh, Mark Mudok, yeah, Mike Mudok said, if God tells me today, I no longer love you, tell God, for the first time ever, you, you, you are mistaken. He said, because even where I am now, I could never have imagined that I would bring myself this far. You've brought me this far. You now want to leave me. Even if you leave me now, you've done where? So I'm not even, for me to start crying and say, God, why did you leave me? If you say you are leaving me, just, that means it's over. Now, where did they go? Just take me home. That's how much he believes and trust in the ability of God to see him through the journey of life. So, likewise, should your case be. Our challenges get worsened. Please note, there is no level of spirituality you will have that you would get to that point that you have no problems again. It's not possible. That day is not coming. That day will not come. Man is still giving God a headache after he has given them Jesus. God, God. God, God is, God has, I'm sorry to put it this way. God woke up this morning and I can only imagine the emails that have dropped in his inbox. Is it from Hallelujah Challenge? Is it from Midnight Prayers? That a fresh prayer point to, that God is looking through that prayer point. Well, I answered you 36 years ago. I have said your solution is in Abia. But you say, no, God, Kogi or I die. So what do we do for you now? 
So man is still giving God problem. So who are you as a human being to now say no? You've done God so much. You will have no challenges. The beauty of your challenges are this. They usher you into new strength. That's their purpose. Let's never forget it. God needs you to face those challenges. You cannot promote someone from primary 2 to GSS 3. It's not possible. It's not. Just go from primary 2. Uh, how, what age range should be in primary 2? 6, 7. You take a 6, 7 year old child and I say, go and rise in your white egg. What do you think will happen to the operating software of that child? He or she will cry throughout that exam. Because when they give her the question, paper, ah. you know that in primary two, you are still using pencil. So the first challenge will be when they put a big biro. Ah, ah. She opens the answer sheet. It's not 2D. Ah, ah. And she's ma. Is it for me? <laughs> She will not be able to relate. But the fact that you have passed through primary three, primary four, primary five, some people from primary four, they went to GS1. Those are special cases. Some people did primary five, they went to GS1. Some people did primary six, but they went to primary school. That's the summary. GS1, GS2. I didn't do GS1, funny enough. I went from primary six to GS2. A story for another day. <laughs> GS2, then GS3. You do that one. You know Junior Waik? That's what I call it, Junior Waik. It's still Waik, but it's Junior. When that one cross you first, it will prepare you for Senior Waik. So imagine someone that has had those, those repertoire of experience writing Senior Waik. You are ready for it. But someone who did not even finish primary six, you're not dumping the exam off for Senior Waik. <sighs> so that's why you need challenges, my brothers and sisters. You need them. Not for you to break down under them. No. But for them to usher you into a new level of thinking, a new level and vista of life. But most often than not, we encounter our challenges. We know God loves us. We know he's willing to help us through it. But we spend the first few hours, days, weeks, looking elsewhere for every other thing except God. Some people have made the problem of a day a problem of 10 years. You've taken a challenge of a moment and made it a chapter of your life. Why? Because you just choose not to look back to the author and the finisher of your faith. Look back Your God is all-encompassing. If the answer is outside the ambit of God, it has no answer. If God can't solve it, it cannot be solved. But the truth is, there is nothing, finish it now, that God cannot do. Are you people know in Nigeria, have you heard they say it? What God cannot do does not exist. So, it's, it's important that you fully understand that you've got the cheat code for this earth. The backing of God. Every human being has it. But the problem is not every human being is walking in it. 
The pastors, they have it. The politician has it. But a lot of people have removed God. Some have put money there. Some have put people they know there. But you see, I, I learned a long time ago, the harm of man will fail you. Someone sat me down one day and said, ah, you are, for all the people where you know, you know suppose they get problem. I said, eh, really? Because they were made to solve mine? No. That's not why they exist. The people I meet, I say, ah, you didn't come around. We've not seen you. You know, it's always sweet after the fact. When they say, ah, you for come, you didn't tell me, ah, Oh, but it's so. My brother, if you have told them then, they will give you epistle of how they could not be there for you. But the one person that whenever I go, no matter I take B, whenever I show up and I make my case known to him, not even in good English. You know, sometimes you think you are praying deep prayer, but your tears is louder than your prayers. You are not even saying anything. You are just, you are just shouting, ah, And in your mind, you spoke no temporary poet. I'm going to just calm down. Um, Angel Tunde, give him, give him Zobo. <laughs> let, him, let, him, let him take Zobo. Let him be calming down. Let, let him, okay, wait, wait. Calm. You, now you are standing in the middle of the road. In the rain, you are crying helplessly, recklessly. Oh, God, why? why? Mr. Man, please, you are driving by. Give him free lift. Free lift. He doesn't have transport money. That's his problem. The summary of it, let him even get home. Get home first. Then someone gives you a lift. And the person goes, oh, um, oh care for some? He goes, oh, egg roll, fresh. <laughs> Two egg roll, what you got? It works miracles, I can tell you. And your spirit comes to life. By the time you are getting home, you are coming down with joy because the person gave you mint, 200 naira, five, 1,000. <laughs> but it just shows you how fickle our problems are. Some of us in this auditorium feel right now, I need all the money in the world to solve my problem. Life is too hard for me. If someone gives you 50K, it doesn't solve all your problem. But I'm telling you, once that 50K enters your hand, life comes back into you. 50K. But the problem you have is 500K. It shows how fickle man is. And you have access to the all-knowing, all-capacity, all-ability God. Who says, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. I, God, I give the power to make wealth. Life and death. I give life, I take. I make plenty, I make few. You have access to that true God. And you belittle yourself to a pauper. You act like you have no one speaking, acting, defending your life. I hate it when people say, I have nobody. Yes, you have nobody. You have God. It's enough. You want to add people to God? That's where your disappointment starts. Because no man can function on the pedestal of God, not even your parents. I've had situations that my father won this and I, ah, you didn't tell me. And I asked him straight, if I told you, what would you have done? This is the truth. What would you have done? 
He just looked at me and eased. Because the problems I've had before that you knew, what did you do? You supported me with prayers. So, at the end of the day, who are we still praying to? The same God. So, let me face me and my God. I'm not saying cut off people low. I'm not saying people do not matter. At the end of the day, God will still use men. But the truth is, make men, not, do not make men to be in the place that God is meant to be. David looked one day and said, I will never give unto the Lord that will cost me, cost me nothing. You know why I was saying it? So that tomorrow, a man will not say, in this face of his life, I was the one who was his God. Because nobody should be in the place of God. He's enough. The true God is enough. He's enough. He's more than enough. If you take all you will ever need, if all your generation come together and take all you guys will ever need from God, he still has enough to go around the earth. If myself, my wife, my kids, my siblings, my in-laws, everybody take from God, take 10, 10 billion dollars, 30, 30 billion dollars, a billion dollar gang, if you take everything, everything, God will still have enough. He is never without. He is never without. He has never had the situation when someone comes to him and says, God, I need. I said, God said, ah, and you should have come yesterday oh. You see that your neighbor, Femi, he collect everything. So, me will go in your house, go collect two. May you manage. When we manufacture a new one, I'll call you to come and collect. Never. 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 So, one thing I've learned is, as I round up, no matter where I find myself, either by my own doing, or life happening to me, I would always find that strength, humility, and simpleness of thoughts to run back to my source. Worse, 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 God will flog me. I say, ah, because of what you've done, rest for two weeks. No answer. But I've learned a long time ago also that in God's silence, there is an answer. Silence of God is an answer an answer. Because do you know that God is not designed to tell you only yes? He also exists to inform you no. And the funny thing is, the older you get in God, the more knows you will get. The more knows you will get. Because for example, if you are a baby, a young boy in God, you are in university, you have money, and you say, ah, I want, to, I want to buy this shirt. It's the latest shirt. I remember when Timbaland was raining. Everyone wanted to have a Timbaland shoe. So then you save money, you pack your, your you will starve yourself, you buy Timbaland shoe. God is, well, God will not begrudge you. But see, as a pastor now, if I enter a shopping mall, I can pick the shirt. Oh, fine shirt. How much? 25,000. Okay, total. Okay. And I'm bringing out my card to pay. I'm going to say, me, what? Error, error, error. That money belongs to Peter, Peter, Peter. Ah. God, they don't package them. They don't even they do invoice. They, they do receipts. It go fit me die if I wear and worship you. You go like him. No, you are turned back. Only an adult will understand that in God. 
a child would struggle. Have I found myself in that situation plenty times? Plenty. So, if you, if you are growing in God, let me shock you in advance. God wants you to enjoy life. But then, the, the, the higher you grow in God, the more you realize that you are just an embassy. So, all you have is, is allocated from the center. So, you are a deposit. God just says, okay, you are just warehousing. Okay, release to me. That's where maturity is. That's the hard place. Hard place. It's hard. I don't want let me not delve into it. I, I, I hope one day I'll be able to teach about it. But the truth of today's message is this. God made this earth for man to function. He gave you and I dominion in this world. We exercise that dominion foolishly most times. Permit me to use that word. And we always want to run away from the consequences of those actions. But God is the only one who understands in full that even before you begin, God knows the end of every matter. So he says to you, is it not better before it goes wrong, you go along with me? Let me take you on this journey. Don't go by yourself. The wars that are happening in Afghanistan, why is it happening? Greed of men. I um, Saturday night, not the Saturday, last week Saturday, I cried. I, 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 well, I cried. And apparently I was in my room crying and praying about Afghanistan because it was... It was biting me because there were certain messages I saw online. Um, a, a female pastor um, in the U.S., Christine King, she says, um, she put on her Twitter feed, she said, um, she spoke to some people just earlier, some few hours before. And because the, they had a secret church, um, hidden church in, um, in Afghanistan. And she said, um, they told her that, because she was worried about their well-being. And they replied her that, ah, they know in the next two weeks they'll be with Jesus. And so, they understand it has to happen. They've enjoyed the journey so far. Someone will tell me I'm going to die this year. And I will, I, ow! I never buy Rolls Royce, oh. I'm not, you people don't understand. I don't have that one billion dollar yet. Die, die, die. But they have gotten to that point in their thoughts where they began to put their affairs in order. And say, if it's time. So they don't have that six things they want to achieve for Christ. <laughs> they don't have um, 12 goals for December. They're not even talking about Christmas. Christmas, Christmas where they here. Just heart-wrenching. Because they're, they're not faking it. It's not a joke. That in a society that because of the way they look, is a, it can be a problem. So for me, it's, it brings home that truth. Man, either I like it or not, there are liberties that I have in God that I shouldn't take for granted. What if I was born in Afghanistan? How am I sure I would not be one of the Taliban right now? Using, carrying machine gun, wearing jalabia, and doing scooter trying to gym, and I would come by my side. How am I sure? 
Are you sure? That you don't be Abdul Matalib Kafri? How are you sure? But you are here. Look at the small messes. Small messes. Small. So you are now so frustrated. Why? Because you never married. You don't even have something to worry about marrying. The people that are rushed inside, let me tell you, they are sending a lot. Help! We want to jump, want to jump off ship. So why are you calm down? Calm down. Calm down. I've not made it. I've not bought any clothes this year. Can you imagine? Eh? Well, anyways, when you go to God, the beauty of it is He listens. To me, it might be stupid, but to Him, it might just be the best thing you could say. So please, my charge to us this morning is not to try to tell you about God. Because I, I'm still learning about him. I'm still learning. Pastor Inka is still learning. Five years from now, there are things I will know about God that as at this time, I thought I knew. But I'll be coming into new revelations of them. It's, it's certain. That's the future I'm walking into. Because it will be a problem in five years from now. My understanding and knowledge of God does not improve. It will be a big problem. That means if you are still following me by that time as a pastor, I advise you to check out. If five years from now, the pastor, this guy don't they compare God with Nayamali. Don't they, don't they talk some things? You are, you are permitted to go. So I will improve. I will increase in the knowledge of him. That's the journey ahead of me. That's the journey ahead of you. And so like Paul, we will be able to say that I might know him from the power of his resurrection. That I'll have him revealed in me. That I'll have his truth become real to me. Because life is beautiful in God with its challenges. Being a Christian is challenging. I had an opportunity to do a transaction um, two years back and it was big money. Blah, 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 blah. And um, we had conversations, conversations, conversations. And then at the last minute, throughout the conversations we were having weeks and weeks, I was not so settled. So at the last minute, I told my friend, my business partner, I said, Chooks, I'm walking away. I'm not interested. Ah, where we don't, they imagine the profit, the money way, the car way we go buy. It was not to three months later. I woke up in the morning and um, I was on my phone and I just saw this picture. Uh -uh. FBI wanted. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it's my eyes. I'm not seeing my And I read through. And it was a story of a young Nigerian man that had been arrested in the US. I think I, I, I said it here in church. And uh, he had been arrested and he trended then. I forgot. Um, Obi, no, Obi Kubana. <laughs> and he was supposed to be our business partner. He was supposed to be my business partner. So I would have been on Linda Ekeji with Hancock. And you people would have denied me as your pastor. I don't know, I'm a, it's just they come. I, okay, now that guy, oh, I've been on nothing anymore. Hey, yeah. And I just say, be like God. Oh. I said, yeah, 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 we they do. But that's how God saves us from ourselves. 
Because there was no way we would have explained our innocence. There was no way. No way. We would have made big money. It may even be one day I'll be driving to a church. Yes, you just block me. Church premises. Ah. This church will you feel it though because, because they will, the name of this church, oh God. Nigerians or Twitter, they are waiting. They will, they will insult. Even Pastor Ika, can imagine what they say about Pastor Ika? <laughs> they say they even check him too. I know the funny thing is, he says we will carry him first. Just to cross check. <laughs> see, so you see, and in that one moment, walking away looked, because I just kept feeling unease. I wasn't at peace. Just walk away. Just walk away. If what you cannot explain, and they're telling you, no, 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 I got show walk-ins. I think I need to rest my case here. And I would like that we'll rise up on our feet. I hope whatever I've said this morning in one way or the other has, has hit home or has answered or brought clarity in some areas or direction as it were. But my own anchor is this. God is not so mysterious because he wants to be a mystery. God is seemingly mysterious to you and I because we've not taken our time to search him out. We are not taking out our time to search him out. So that which you've not searched for, you will not find. You will not find. I desire a day in my life that my very essence radiates God. Everything that I am, everything I think, everything I do communicates God. I'm on the way there, I'm not there yet. So that it will not surprise if we get out of this auditorium now and you see me in traffic and I'm telling someone, are, are, you, are, you, are you okay? And I say, Pastor, my brother, I'm still a Nigerian. I'm growing in God. Hallelujah. So I'm not a perfect man. So I send you on an errand and you don't give me my change. I will still shout on you. Where's my change? I won't say, Jesus, oh, you're lifted. My change is 2-5. You did not give me. And I said, I say, lifted. Eh? Well, where one trouser? Hallelujah. But the point here is, we're all on a journey of discovering and experiencing God. You need to take up that gauntlet of running your race, finding God for yourself. I'm not a fan of trusting another man to teach me or to show me where God is. And just believe because he said this, so it is. I desire to know God for myself. So I do not joke with the world of books. I do not joke with the place of personal study. I do not joke with the place of personal meditation. A pastor cannot come and tell me now, no matter how anointed, and tell me you are, God said I should tell you to leave your wife. And I'll say, ah, because you're a man of God, I agree. How now? No. Let God tell me. My ears are open. So I'll ask us that we pray this prayer. That God helps align our thoughts. He aligns our thoughts. He aligns our efforts. We are spread out in so many areas. So we are dissipating so much energy. Bringing back little results. But that Lord will align all of our efforts. All of our thoughts. All of our ways. The reason why we need that alignment is that. He helps us to be exact. He saves us from ourselves. He streamlines our thoughts and our headaches. So this morning I'll ask that you pray. 
that God helps you align your thoughts. Your thoughts may be in a thousand places. You want to, this year is gradually coming to an end and your goals have not come to pass. Your targets are not happening. So you're like, okay, I need to do this. You may not be wrong in those thoughts, but the thing is this. If you run it on your own fuel, you will burn out. But what ensures that you, you thrive, that you, you tarry and you succeed is if God is your fuel, if God is your motivation, if God is running ahead of you, if God is your influence, then speed is yours. So ask that God will help you align your thoughts. Bring your mind and your thoughts together. That wherever you are so stretched out, you are bothering about too many things. You want to change phone. You want to buy clothes. You want to buy car. You want to just align your thoughts on this one thing, Lord, that I might know you. Help me know you. Because when I'm close and in you and in tune with you, every other aspect of my life will be sorted. So, Lord, help me align my thoughts. Help me align my thoughts. Align my thoughts in reference to your will, in reverence to your word, in reverence to your perspective, not mine. As John the Baptist said, that I might decrease and he increase. Lord, help me align my thoughts. I know I have free will, but I return my free will back to you. I submit my free will to you. I submit my free will. I cannot lead myself to the light. So, Lord, I yield over to you. I submit myself to you. To your supremacy, I yield. I yield to you. I yield to the influence of your spirit. I yield over to your spirit. Not in my own knowledge that I can boast, but in you, in you, oh God. In your strength, in your grace. I function by your grace. I live by your grace. I live by your grace. I walk in your grace. I dwell in your secret place, oh God. Father in heaven, I thank you. I, I just feel this hesitation in my spirit. And I will ask that you spend a couple of minutes and just speak your heart 